0: Hey punters, welcome back to another episode of the Exotic Punters podcast. Got a big weekend of racing coming up, two Group 1s across the country, we've got the Group 1 Doom and Cup over 2,000 metres and also the Group 1 Goodwood over 1,200 in Adelaide too. Once again, I'm joined by my co-host Darby and Dubs, how are you mate?
1: Good Angus, yep, yeah, it's good to be back for another week, uh, obviously, a bit of a struggle with white Marlin getting beaten uh impressive performance by Luna Flair and the Andrew Ramsden obviously and uh Gigi kick was just too good we'll get to that dunk Hill was probably the highlight at a, at a good price in the South Australian Derby a benchmark 90 group one uh but it's yeah look I think there's a few winners out there this weekend obviously we're starting to really kick into gear in Queensland now uh with a few good races and uh what is normally a very good carnival which will be a a, a sigh of relief after what we've seen in Adelaide really for the last month, uh, which has been average, I would put, kindly.
0: Yeah, average at best, um to, to probably put it in kind words, it's it's been, um, you know, you take away the Sankster and you've probably got, the Oaks was probably a benchmark 70 at best. And the Derby last week wasn't much a chop either uh and the goodwood this week looks like a listed race at best so i think it's a dying carnival i think the sa racing carnival is in desperate need of help um i think the only race that's been worthy of a group one for a number of years is probably the sankster uh we haven't seen a good winner come out of that goodwood for a number of years now you know you had uh sab 2xl a few years ago and uh I can't remember the whole, Lombardo last year, too, he hasn't done anything since. So I think uh the SA carnival's slowly dying and I am not sure the gather around or live golf's helped out South Australian racing either. Um, just with the Saturday activities. But yeah, it needs a lot of help.
1: It does, yeah, no question about it. It's just they're not getting good fields. Um, yeah, you have to question whether the South Australian Derby will remain a group one after last week's field. I, I think that'll be put into question. The good will remain a group one because of the history of the race. I mean, as you sent me yesterday, Black Caviar is a winner. That's enough, sort of almost to, to kick it along for another five yeah. years. But look, if Lofty Strike wins, that's that's probably a, a pretty decent horse to be winning your race, but yeah. You, that you wouldn't want another winner i think uh, as you said you got lombardo 72 xl it's pretty average it's it's just hasn't you know for a race it's got a lot of history it's not performing and uh, i think it's just sandwiched in between a period where you know you got queensland obviously a lot of horses are having a spell before that and then you've got new south wales before, before it so it's in a bad time of the year i think so it's definitely they need to look at what they're going to do going forward because right now it's not working. They're just getting very average field. The worst is the Australasian Oaks. I mean, the winners of that race are just not doing anything. So, yeah, a bit to ponder. I think over the next twelve months for, for
0: this. yeah, there was, there was there was talks of moving it to after the spring carnival, but I don't think that's going to do anything to help its cause either, Darby. Because a lot of those good horses, they'll go straight to the paddock after the spring, get ready for the autumn. So they're not going to be going to Adelaide for the uh, you know for a summer carnival. Um, so I think
1: it's on a hiding to nothing, really. Yeah, I'd agree. I agree. I think they could look. I mean, Perth still gets decent, well, not decent, but they're okay races in December. You know, they've stronger fields than what we've been seeing here. So, yeah. maybe there is a, a spot in November because it probably was better before you know, Victorian carnival sort of been pushed back a little bit. Uh that that was a spot that South Australia would yeah. use, but now that it's been moved back, I'm not sure what they do to be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just think to to have the South uh the Australasian Oaks and the SA derby as group ones is just an absolute joke. Um
1: Yeah, well they're not yes. getting deals for it at all. Um they're just not it's not worthy at the moment.
0: Yeah, look like yes, explosive jack won that um didn't um It's not the
1: same fields that uh,
0: that you know you should be getting for these group ones.
1: No, absolutely not. And uh, look, I mean, it is what it is. As you said, this this Goodwood race is very average, very very average, and uh, uh, I'm not sure where they're going to go. But uh, look, the the Robert still was a very good race. I'll give it that. That was pretty stacked. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the result it was wasn't, the result wasn't probably what was expected, uh, but. I don't think you could pop the field. We were talking before the race saying how good is this going to be. Um, So I I don't think you can uh, criticise that field at all. But aside from that, it's been very average. So, yeah, a lot lot of work to do for the South Australian uh, Racing Association. There's a lot of work to do because at the moment, not much happening up there.
0: Yeah, Dubs. Well, moving on from the SA Carnival, mate. Giga Kick last week. Another group one on the board for him. He's a really exciting three-year-old. Uh, he's gone to the paddock, you now to prepare for another Everest and maybe a Golden Eagle too after that. So he could be lining up for a lot of catch in the
1: spring. Yeah, well, he's, he. I think the plan is it's going to be Everest-Golden Eagle. Um, And at value at the moment, he has to be the very favourite for the Golden Eagle. And the Everest, I, I'm not sure what you'd – I mean, I wish I'd win, obviously. Um. But he's the best four-year-old for sure. So yeah, I, I'm I'm really interested. I think he could very easily, very quickly become the richest horse in Australian racing history purely on the basis of winning the, the richest races in the country. I can yeah. see him winning both without any doubt. I think the Golden Eagle is a, he's a great look at that. Obviously, it's a long time away from now, but he's doing it easy. He's doing it easy. Yep. Uh, I wish I win, got, it, got his number, has to be said, uh, in the TJ. Uh, I think the racing pattern... Suited. I wish I win that day. And, but those two at the moment are, look like they're a step above the rest. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure if anyone can beat them heading forward. Obviously, though, there's a long way to go. A long, long way to go before we get to to the spring.
0: Yeah, they they definitely look the two standouts from the sprinters' derby. Um, from the four year olds, I, I I'm with you. I don't think at the moment looking at the. Uh, the lineup. There's not a lot that I think would beat him over the fifteen hundred because he was really impressive over the fourteen hundred in that all age stakes a couple of weeks ago. Um, winning quite easily in that. So yeah, he looks a really exciting horse, and you'd love to own him, wouldn't you?
1: Well, it's only a two week backup, so Definitely. it's not like he has to back up a week later. He's got he's got that rest. Um, as you said, it's going to be deep into the prep, but there'll be the two races that they'll be prepping him up for, and. Oh, yeah, I think he's going to be very hard to beat in both of them. Uh, he looks just the class performer. Uh, he did it easy against, you know, it wasn't a great field last week, it must be said. Um, but you still got to, you got to beat what you got to beat. And uh, yeah, um, I, it's going to be interesting to see if we can find any other sprinters, passive aggressive, retired throughout the week, which is a bit disappointing because I thought, you know, not the level of Giga Kid, but did beat Giga Hit first up this prep. And, you know showed some ability so him going to start is going to be is disappointing for, for racing fans for us that want to watch him but i understand that totally but yeah look it's it's certainly seems like it's going to be giga kicks and i wish i win the spring to dominate uh in terms of the sprinting and um time will tell bro. time will tell yeah yeah well uh, let's
0: get on to the racing this week mate let's start off with the uh, Group 1 Goodwood over the 12, Group 1 should be listed over the 1,200 metres uh, at Morpheville Dabs. Um, what well, looks like a pretty ordinary Group 1. However, I think there's one standout uh, when you're looking at the form lines, and it's the favourite. It's Lofty Strike, $3.30 at the moment. Uh, And he's 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 rightfully so the favorite. You could argue Dubs that he's actually a bit of value there at three dollars thirty because his form lines are far superior uh, to his competitors. Hopefully the track doesn't get any worse than uh, the soft vibe that is at the moment, and uh, I think he's going to be really hard to beat. I don't mind the barrier ten. Jamie Mott's back on board. He's a good jockey, Uh, and fifty four and a half kilos is fine too.
1: Yeah, look, it's certainly Lofty Strikes race to lose. Julius Sanders looking for his first group one as a trainer, which would be a thrill for him, obviously. And um look, I'm, I don't know whether it's it's probably a bit of me being an idiot and uh and just my concern about the weather. But I'm gonna take on Lofty Strike here. Um just I'm just concerned about the weather and I just think it might be a soft six by the time they race. And I think that just brings a few other horses into the, you know, into the play. And there's one horse that's since been gelded is three from three. Uh, and that is Kalos. It's just been flying this horse. You're getting $8 at the moment. Um, very good sectionals. Bear Mellon booked to ride. Drawn well. I think it's going to be a really good play at $8. Probably an each way play more than anything. Uh, obviously, Lofty Strike, if he rocks up, he'll win. But... Uh, I think Callus is a genuine chance in this race, given how well he's been going in the last few runs. And I'm not going to take on the Godolphin team too often. They know what they're doing because uh, really I only got to beat one horse. I know that one horse is superior, uh, but um, I feel like you can, if you can get off strike, you, sh- you can cause some problems. Another award got to respect how good he was in the Robert Sangster. And then we've got front page as well. Obviously they're both pretty handy, but uh I've got Cowell's on top.
0: Yeah, it's not a bad pick there, mate. It's going to be, uh, I think it, it's, they're the two to beat. Um, you know, if you take Lofty Strike out of the race, he's definitely the one to beat. Since being golden, he's been on fire. So uh, definitely some value there at that price. But, uh, yeah, let's move on to the next Group 1, the Group 1 Dooman Cup over the 2,000 metre trip at Duman. It's race seven on the card there. Zaki's come up. Your short price favorite is a dollar eighty-five. Not quite as short as he was last year, Derby. Uh, but yeah, he's got a bit of a sticky barrier. Barrier eleven. J gonna have to give him a peek from there. Uh, I think he'll need a better ride than what he gave him last time. Uh, because he only just got over the line there. It's a pretty. I think it's going to be a competitive race, Darby. And I, th- I think that Zaki is very, very short at the dollar eighty-five.
1: Yeah, he's short. He's definitely short, but he's by far got the best record out of this side. I know you're going to about to pot him and and say that he's 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 there to be beaten, and I get that, I get that. But he's only lost one race in Queensland. That was this race a year ago, um, and I just I think the soft look if Zarek had got a good if it was on a good four, I'd really like Zarek's chances but I just don't know whether Zarek is going to be able to handle probably a soft six. That's my guess with the weather improving. Um, The best chance to take him on is probably Huda. I think that's how you pronounce it, Huda, who was really impressive, obviously, got really close to Zaki. And then you've got the X Factor in Kovalika, the Kiwi import, whose form isn't as strong uh, sort of from New Zealand, but will be a watch and see, has drawn wide as well. But, well, I'm sticking with Zaki. I'm not going to give up him yet he's he just won dollar 85 if i can get two dollars that'd be better um but yeah i'm look, happy to happy to stick with a favorite in this one it's if he loses he loses but i'm not gonna look with an egg in my face if he if he rolls him
0: yeah Dabs. not it, look it's hard to pot him but uh look the uh i did some research and the Track manager at Durban said it was a soft seven this morning. They're going to reassess at 1 p.m. Uh, shortly. And it's expected to go to a soft six. And I think with the weather today and tomorrow, we got supposed to get to 21 degrees uh, today, 22 tomorrow. Look, I think it could improve to a soft five, maybe even a good four as well uh, with that sunshine. So, look, I'm going to take the punt here. I'm going to go around Zaki. I'm going to tip Zarek. Uh, his forms are horrible on a soft. He's won two times from the nine start. So soft five, good four. We're getting sixteen dollars a win, three eighty a place. I'm happy to go with him. I thought his run last start was pretty good behind Zaki, out to the two thousand this start. And uh, yeah, I think he's a good chance as long as we get the soft five, good four, which I think we will. Uh, I'm happy to go around Zaki. That dollar eighty five. It's a bit too short for me.
1: Well, Zarek couldn't handle the soft last spring, but I think he's a different horse this prep. Um, I think there were a few issues last preparation last spring, and that was why you got him at twenty four dollars in a benchmark hundred uh, to start the preparation. But uh, I think, yeah, look, certainly one to watch, Zarek. But I have to, I have to stick with Zaki. But I respect that choice. Respect the choice.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, Dubs, it's, it's gonna be. I actually think that's going to be quite an exciting race. It's definitely the best group one this weekend. Um, does the field have the depth of a group one? I don't think so. But it's a group. The group one. group. It's so, a group.
1: It's a group three or listed race without Zaki.
0: Yeah, correct. Zaki for a number of years now has been carrying the uh, middle distance races yeah. of the Queensland Council. So uh, good on him and good on the Annabelle Nation. Numarian uh,
1: actually is another each way play could be worth a shout. Um, yeah, he rolled him last year. Last
0: year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so let's let's move on to race eight on the cards, the BRC Sprint over the thirteen hundred and fifty meters. Uh, Cardinal Gems, your current favourite, five dollars. Uh, it's a pretty open race, but Cardinal Gems draw the absolute car park uh, with barrier twenty one. On the second line of betting, Scalopini, uh, he's at $5.50. He's drawn 11. He's got a really good first-up record. Uh, he'll be he'll be prepped towards a Stradbroke handicap. Uh, and, yeah, th- that's my tip for the race. He loves the distance, loves the track, and he's a really good horse first-up too. Uh, so I'm happy to go with him, $5.50. I think that represents good value. And, yeah, he's my pick on top.
1: Yep, I'm with you. Scalpini for me as well. Five from seven off the soft, um, eight wins over the distance. Look, yeah, very tr- tricky race. Uh, probably could throw a dartboard at it, th- throw at the dart. It's, uh, it's tough, but Scalpini was really impressive uh, in its last start. That was a couple of months ago. So it's a bit of a let up, but uh, yeah, look, I'm thinking I, I really like Scalpini's chances. Just think that, well, it you- you might not be a soft according to the research that you provided there, but. Uh, in a race where the four mines aren't strong, I think he's just a consistent winner, Scalpini. And uh I know what I'm happy to I'm happy to back him at that price, I think that's good value, to be honest. Yeah,
0: great minds think of those say dubs. Well, uh I guess we can move off from that one, Dubs. Let's go to race nine on the Doom Programme. Uh the Roses where Fireband's making uh her start first start since that. Uh, since that Australian Oaks. Uh, but Renaissance Woman has come up the favourite $3.20 uh, after her last start uh, victory, which was quite impressive, I thought, Darby. Um, yeah, so she's at $3.20, and I think she's definitely the one to beat. She's proven herself uh, on a number of different surfaces. She's won on every surface possible, good, soft, or heavy. I think Fireburn's just the glorified mudlark, to be honest, Darby. Um, I thought, I didn't think your run last start was that great. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Renaissance Woman on top. I thought she was really impressive last start. and yeah, I think she's here to win, and then she'll go on to the uh, Queensland Oaks after this.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think Renaissance Woman is the, the bet in this race. Fireburn, for me, is just too much of a risk. She just hasn't been near uh, near them, really, to be honest. Always within, away from, you know, two, over two or three lengths off, off the winner, and she's not getting her preferred heavy track. So Renaissance Woman, uh, its win over 2,000 was really impressive. Uh, it was Caulfield Cup Day last year. That was brilliant, and um, you're going to get that again. And, yeah, I agree. I thought her win on the Sunshine Coast was outstanding. It had to do a lot of work, had to come out, um, and, yeah, stormed home. Has drawn one, so slightly sticky there, but I've got faith. I've got faith that um, she can be too good for this. What? Uh the X factor Secure Girl, the Kiwi import um uh, that's coming into the race. So that'll be the one to watch against about five dollars. But no, I'm with Renaissance Woman. I'm a bit am a quite a fan of this horse and uh I think she's a good bet tomorrow.
0: Yeah, yeah, Dub's as I said, great minds think alike. lot. Let's move on to the best bets for the weekend. Davy, have you found something for us?
1: I have. Um it's a Flemington. It's race three, number nine Psy from the Peter Moody stable. Uh $2.45. Three kilo claim. Um fur first up, it's three from three. I yeah, it just ticks every box. Should be too good. I bet Angus has got the same best bet as me. So that is awesome.
0: Yeah, true. Just say no, past Darby and I didn't discuss this prior to the uh episode, but uh I also come up with the uh with the with size my best bet for the weekend. I think she's a really good horse, um, and I think she should be winning this first start. She likes the straights. She's proven, and I think two dollars fifty is not a bad part.
1: Um, all right. So if I got one a bit more of a value if if not looking at Cy, but um it's actually in the last at Flemington Typher and Tidmus at six fifty. Uh this horse came second behind Chies, look at his spit last springs, first up since then. Uh I think it's running in a benchmark seventy-eight. Its form should be stronger than that lot. And I think she's a really good chance in this race. So that's a good each-way play. Yeah, my best bet is Cy. Uh so that's the the, the podcast's best fit for the week, clearly. But uh yeah, Typhoon and Titmus is another one and yeah, if you if you if you wanna have it, yeah that's my second
0: Well one. yeah, I've got a bit of I'll find one with a bit of value too. Just uh it's race seven at Flemington, number six Sacred Palace, seven dollars fifty, run well last start uh, in the Wong handicap at the ball on the heavy ten. Uh he's proven it down the straight, he usually runs pretty well. Uh, and, yeah, so he's going well, uh, coming back in class from that long group handicap, 750. I think that's a good bet each way.
1: Very good, very good.
0: Oh, Dubs, $100 challenge for this week, mate. What are you spending your cash on?
1: I've just gone 75 on Cy and 25 on Typhoon titness
0: Love it. I'm going 50 bucks on Cy, 25 on Lofty Strike, 25 on Sacred Palace.
1: Very good, very good. Very
0: good. Well, Dubs, have you got a sportsman multi for us this week
1: too? I do, back by popular demand, Uh, keeping it pretty simple. I've just gone Richmond head-to-head over the Bombers. I think the Tigers are playing pretty good football, and Essendon's defence has been just ravaged. Brendra in Parrish is out as well. Hawthorne at the line, minus 22.5. West Coast are really struggling, and I think that match is down in Tassie, and uh, I think Hawthorne can get four goals over them. And last one's the Raiders in the NRL uh, head to head should be too good, I think, over Manly. Uh, that's what I'm playing 480. You're getting there, so not too bad value. Uh, that's with sports, obviously. And on the golf, uh, PJ Championship, if I'm not sure what odds Dustin Johnson is, I, I will find it later, but I he looked very good today. Um, but if you're a favourite Manchester, Scotty Sheffield might be very, very hard to beat, to be honest. I think he's he's the man that just looks too dominant. But time will tell. Time will tell.
0: Yeah, yeah. It looks like it's going to be a pretty exciting Major Championship dubs. Punners, thanks for tuning in to the program this week. Hopefully, we've found some winners. And remember, get on and hang on, partners.